lazy, and titled selfish. Those are just some of the things people are calling the millennial generation. But are the stigmas true? We're the Adkins. We are a millennial couple, and this question is something that we have become obsessed with finding the answer to. We admit that our generation has some flaws, but it's time we stop just accepting that's the way it is and start doing something about it. We have been on a mission to pursue our God-given purposes, and we are sharing that mission in real time. Through this podcast, our goals are to help you realize that you have a unique purpose, give you the tools to discover what that purpose is, and challenge you, millennial or not, to rise up and live out every day being the person that God has designed you to be. If we do these things together, we truly believe that we will be able to break the stigmas of millennials and shift the narrative of our generation. We won't just be a force for good, but we will be trailblazers for the generations to come. Are Are you ready ready to start your mission? All right. Hi, everyone. We are back with one of your favorite guests, uh, Claire Smith. And Claire is, if if you uh, want to get to know her story a little bit more, go back to episode 20, I believe, yeah. and listen to that as well. It was one of our most listened to episodes. Yeah. So, and if you, if you haven't heard it, then go back and listen. If you want a refresher, go back and listen too. Yeah. Um, but Claire is a speaker. She's a health coach, a leadership coach, a college professor. She's a lot of things. She has a pretty good size following on Instagram as well and posts a lot of uh, great motivational and uplifting things there. Um, We also met Claire in person at Mission View Church, Mm -hmm. and she's heavily involved there. So we're bringing Claire on to kind of um, do our recap with health. Uh, As you all know, we talked about health. We had a nutritionist on, um, Michelle Smith. We had a fitness instructor and trainer on, Kim Wagler, who's also local. Um, and we are talking with Claire to kind of do a recap and, uh, tie it into scripture. So thanks for coming on Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Yay. So I know in the last interview that we did, it was very heavily focused on your story and a lot about purpose, but if you wouldn't mind just doing like a brief recap, a little bit more about what you do and kind of how you got to where you are, just so people can get to know you in case they haven't heard the first episode and then we'll dive into health. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, you know, what I'm doing now, just like Corey was saying, I have a mixed bag of different things with different passions. Um, What really kind of got me started with my platform online, which now I just hit my 10 year mark, which is kind of a big deal. I feel like that was before Instagram. I'm like an OG, like influencer (laughs) when we did not know what we were doing. We were blogging, we were trying to figure out Pinterest, Uh, a good group of girlfriends and I were out there doing this. And so uh, it has changed quite a bit. But anyways, when I first started, it definitely was in the health and fitness field. Um, You know, I went to college to go into business, actually, and worked at a corporate job for about seven years. Uh, had my my son and quit and then started teaching fitness classes at our church because I just always had a passion for health and fitness from being an athlete to I think God honestly just put it in me. Um, and so and so I, I taught fitness classes at the church and then started this blog, um, quote unquote, by chance and random doors that open um, online with some celebrities and such. And so stepped into that 
And God started to really formulate, I guess, my passion and my market, my audience uh, about what it was. And I knew, though, that health and fitness, while it was my initial um, landing spot to come in, because it was what I was most comfortable with, it was the topic at hand that I could talk to with my eyes closed. Um, but it, it wasn't what I wanted, I think, from most people. It was a deepening uh, walk with the Lord. And that really is my passion, my heartbeat, generally for women. Um, I do have a strong bend towards young adults. And that is because I have been a um, a Pilates instructor at a local college for 14 years now. Um, When I first started, they were closer to my age. And now (laughs) my students, when I ask them, I'm like, guys, you were born the year I graduated high school or started college here at the same college you guys. So yeah, it's a little trippy at times. Um, so, but that's fine because I really enjoy that. They keep my energy young and fresh and I have a true interest and love in, um, getting the previous generation, the ones younger than me, um, just filled with everything I wish I knew (laughs) because I work with a lot of women and that's physically with their health or mentally, emotionally, spiritually, lots of relationship stuff. And I work quite a bit on, um, peeling back many layers of things that they were taught and habits and mindsets uh, from a young age. And so if I have the ability to come on that front end and help to, you know, reestablish, I mean, it makes such a difference. So um, anyway, so it's, it's, it's really run the gamut what I've done for 10 years online. I've now stepped into some more leadership coaching, uh, which I absolutely love personal development and um, helping people to really find them best, their best selves. And then, to uh, replicate and build up the people behind them. And so really becoming what we say, a leader worth following. Um, And Mm. so that's also been something new that I'm stepping into. And uh, we'll see what God has next for me in my season. Listen, I just take it season by season and I roll with the Holy Spirit. That's the best way. (laughs) I feel like that's the best way to do it because that's all what purpose is about. It's the journey. I love that. And it's really cool too. You, your Instagram is awesome. It's always, you're putting out the best you know, not, I hate to say content, but just like so much encouragement, so much inspiration. And I will say just, I love your heart for the younger generation. Um, you know, we're millennials. We where our focus is millennials. And I know that you uh, definitely have a heart for them and even uh, the generation after that. So I think that the, it's so important to be pouring into and having that connection between the older mm-hmm. generations and the younger generations. So we just love what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks. So <clears throat> if we di- start diving into, <laughs> into health, a lot of people define health in different ways. And I think that generally most people think of health as either dieting or exercise. Um, and uh, those are definitely a part of it and are important, but could you maybe tell the audience what health means to you? How do you define health? Yeah, man, it's such it's such a layered topic. It's such a nuanced topic. And especially, I think, in the world in which we live now, where there are so many voices talking to mm-hmm. health and fitness, we see so many um, bloggers or influencers or people in multi-level marketing, you know, selling certain things for your health, per se. And again, right. it can do health and it can be diet, uh, culture, it can be supplements, it can be with exercise. Um, and so it is a tricky thing to kind of put your, your mind around. So I've always come uh, from, from this inside out perspective is how mm. I've always described it. It's an inside out um, uh, wellness and freedom 
that I work for when I talk about healthy people. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like your base definition would be health is just somebody that doesn't have any sickness or injury. Um, but the truth is, then none of us would fit the category. <laughs> because all of us have something that we're, you know, internally working with or physically or whatever. So I think that it is a really hard conversation. And I think that society has defined it. Now, on top of that, then we add the additional level of being somebody uh, from a faith perspective. So if you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you um, and you follow Jesus and that's important to you, then this opens up the conversation even more so. And so I think it's wise of us to look at that with different, with different eyes and really see like, what does it mean for us to live well from the inside out? How does that look into our lives? What type of markers um, are important for us? What things do we need to consider? And what is the motivation behind why we stay healthy? So in a general sense, that's how I would approach the health topic. Gotcha. So <clears throat> I kind of feel like uh, this is an opinion, but that a lot of times the the church and in the Christian world, we don't talk about health enough. Like, I don't even remember seeing sermons or hearing sermons on health and taking care of our, our bodies and things like that. Do you feel like that's something maybe missing a little bit in the church space? Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Um, and I think I think there's a few reasons behind that. And I'll tell you, when I first started into this topic 10 years ago, I there was not that many people talking about a faith-based kind of health perspective. There was maybe two other people online. And I remember being like, am I wrong? Like, is this wrong to even bring this in to this world, right? Easy in a secular world. Jillian Michaels, you had all right. the beach body people. Yeah. Like, they were applauding it. Let's take care of yourself, all that good stuff but you could not find it in, in a faith culture. And I just remember being like, that doesn't make sense to me. I knew what it meant in my own life when I was living well, uh, fully integrated. So what, what was the reason? I really believe that, um, unfortunately, culture has defined, again, health. And so in a, in a vain pursuit, yes. which is what society has done, of course, the Christian is going to look at that and be like, well, what's it matter when I die? My body goes down under six feet. My soul goes up or down. Um, so it's like, what is, what, what's it matter anyways? It's vain. Who cares what you look like? Because we attached health with our look. Mm. Um, there was no additional um, conversation to what that means for us inside and how that would um, then impact our walk with the Lord, which I absolutely believe it does. And so there was a missing component there. And so therefore, yeah, people aren't going to speak to it. Plus, let's be honest, it is very easy for us to justify overeating, but then nail somebody for alcohol, drugs, and premarital sex, yeah. because it is pretty, um, you know, it's clear in the Bible that, man, you have some Bible bashing preachers out there who were at that saying those things who are terribly overweight, um, you know, on stage or not healthy. And it's not just about weight either. You know, truly, you can be really thin and not healthy. Um, but there was just this like myth and you're like, what is this? This doesn't seem right. And we know that because in 1 Corinthians 6, it does tell us that our bodies are temples, you know, so that's one of your our go-to verses that we first start with is that the body that we have, um, I often say I'm a five foot four, just walking temple of the Holy Spirit, okay? So I've got this, you know, blonde, muscular, athletic build, but that Holy Spirit is inside of me, and God has given my, um, 
my life has purpose, as you guys talked to Ephesians 2.10, telling us that he has prepared works for us in advance to step into, to walk into. So how do those works happen? Do we just close our eyes and cross our fingers and hope that those works happen? No, it requires us to actually physically walk into those, to use our bodies to serve the kingdom. So does the body matter? Does body health matter? It absolutely does. And science, of course, starts to, uh, you know, connect these things as we talk about the mental health aspect as well, Mm -hmm. um, which is so huge and how that impacts our bodies. And so really you start to look from, again, this inside out approach. We are an integrated being. We are not just souls here. We are not just a spirit and we're not just a body. Um, The Lord has us fully integrated in all of those ways. Therefore, how we live as a Christian needs to include um, the ability for us to work on all three of those areas. Yeah. And I, I feel, I think I listened to different podcasts and we've talked about this on the two other health episodes. I think it, this is what jumped out and stood out for me, but um, the kind of trending thing in the entrepreneur space and business world, because those are the podcasts that I tend to listen to, excuse me, is that, uh, they, they talk about that, how athletes are training like entrepreneurs, right? And now entrepreneurs are starting to train like athletes and take care of their bodies mm-hmm. and their minds, whether it's eating healthy and exercising and so that their minds are sharp and focused so that they can get more things done in the entrepreneur space. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that. And I feel like a lot of the podcasts I listen to and personal development books, even if they're not Christians, they still stumble upon God's truths and God's laws mm-hmm. and the rules that he created this earth to be on. And they they kept talking about this. And I, I felt like it wasn't talked enough about in the Christian space. And I started thinking about it. What makes athletes more special than the rest of us? What makes entrepreneurs more special than everybody else? And really, if if entrepreneurs need to train like athletes and take care of their bodies and their minds and be Mm -hmm. healthy to get more things done, really mission-driven people need to do that too. Whether it's the teacher or the nurse or the college professor or the mom, Mm -hmm. anybody, anybody Mm -hmm. walking this life and living out their God-given, God-created purpose really needs to have that same mindset that they can get more stuff done for the kingdom of God, like you were talking about. Uh, have that mental clarity, have more energy. And it Mm -hmm. seems like it's kind of a common sense thing, but it's just not, it's not talked about enough. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you, can you touch a little bit on that? Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. I know you're heavily involved in the, in the um, personal development aspect Mm -hmm. of life. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, purpose and how that and I, I think you touched on it a little bit already, but just mm-hmm. how we taking care of our bodies helps us to live out our God-given purpose better. And even, yeah. even if you can add just how it has directly impacted you and your purpose, or if you veered mm-hmm. off at all um, yeah. in different seasons. That's, that's so good. Okay. So I can definitely tell you how it's helped me and my, my purpose um, and, and how God uses. I, I think one really important thing to know, and again, this comes back to who defines this. <laughs> Um, is that everyone's going to look different. So when we have this conversation and we talk about what it's like to take care of your health, that's going to look different person to person, personality to personality. I think we all talked about the Enneagram the last time we did a podcast, Mm -hmm. but there's something to be said for introverts and extroverts, for people who 
have certain um, just bends towards certain things. And so I'm, I'm all about the ability to uh, take w- how your health is stewarded and make it for you. So it is not one thing across the board, but for myself, I am, um, if you can't tell an intense personality with lots of energy. <laughs> okay. God just naturally just gave it to me. You know what I'm saying? I need an outlet from me to, to get that out generally every day. So exercise is a huge part of that and, and really intense exercise, you know, bursts of things and, and weight training. And I like how I feel with that. And, and so that helps me then it fills me back up <laughs> so that I can then go out and do the things that God has called me to do. It just gives me that energy while other people maybe have a milder, you know, type of a workout a routine, yoga, walking or whatever. And that to them is so filling. And so that whatever connects them in so many ways to God, I often tell people and they don't get it because so many people hate exercise, but I am in my clearest state when I am in the middle of a workout many times and especially right afterwards. And I feel like I hear from the Lord and I have a lot of clarity. That's where a lot of my posts come from is during that. So for me, my mission absolutely is tied to me having that ability to, to exercise and to eat well, of course. I mean, let's all be honest. You know, we all know it's nutrition. <laughs> That's yeah. the biggest factor for everything, you know, nutrition and sleep. And those are the ones that are harder things for ever, most people to get. Yeah. Um, but I will also say, Bethany, I think you said this, like the seasons aspect of it is really important because I have gone through many seasons. My kiddos are 14 and almost 12. And so that doesn't mean that it's just been the same exact way that I've done health my whole life, but have I still been accomplishing my mission? Yeah, I would say that I have. And I believe that your health um, is going to be able to work in that um, with what God has for you in a season. So I am very careful about telling women um, to just be like, you know what, you just continue those workout classes and spend that money on that organic food. And who cares if that means you don't get to be with your kids and you don't get to do X, Y, Z and hold your priorities. I don't live like that. That's never the message you're going to hear from me because I truly believe that your best body, your best health is the one that loves and honors and serves God most. So what does that look like season to season? We have to take that, um, you know, rigidity, I guess, if you will, and say, um, what is God doing in my season? How can I honor him best? while I just had a newborn, you know, with my right. health. Well, it's going to look really different than what Claire does because she's got, you know, six hours during the day and flexibility to get her workout right. in as needed. Um, but God is still working in our mess and in our current season and in a, um, to accomplish the mission that he has. So I, I think a lot of people, however, um, Corey, to your point, I think that there would be a lot of people surprised at how um, maybe re-energized they would be at living their life on purpose. Um, if they would step into what it looks like for them to steward their health. And I want to come back to a point that I really didn't get to um, quite well. I keep using this word stewardship. And I know you guys are into the financial stuff. So you probably have talked about it a number of times. But, you know, stewardship is quite frankly, just uh, management of a gift, management Mm -hmm. of something that God has given you. So we often talk about this in regards to our finances. And we talk about this and maybe our time, um, the things that we have. But our bodies are truly a gift. From God. And if you don't believe it, then take away your health for a day, you know, be sick. Um, don't, you know, have the ability to scare something, scare you to, to make you go, Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's Completely. a gift that we have in our life. 
And, and so when we look at it with a, um, a perspective, and I, and I encourage this because women have, man, so many preconceived ideas, so many woundings um, yes. about what health is. We've got eating disorders. We've got things people have said. We've got images that we look at that we're trying to be. And so to talk about this subject is very sensitive um, mm-hmm. for a lot of women. But if we can back that up and say, from God's heart, he is not after your waistline. He is after your heart. He's always after your heart. He's going to use your health as one of those sanctifying ways. And he wants you to steward that well. And so he will give you exactly what you need in the season to steward that. And then to accomplish the mission that he also has set forth for you. But it does require us to step into the process. We can't just be like, I don't know if I want to do it or whatever. It takes a little bit of work to feel like, all right, what's my schedule look like? How's this going to work with exercise, with nutrition, sleeping, water, mental health, all that good stuff. And so... I think that there's a big conversation. We pull back the perspective a little bit and say, God, how am I stewarding well this gift of health that you have given me in this particular season? Because it's not going to always be like this. I mean, listen, guys, we all know something could happen to us where my body is not functioning as it is right now in this season. But God has still asked me to be faithful to whatever that is in the next season. Are you signed up for our podcast newsletter? If you're on social media, you guys know we don't always show up there. This podcast is where our heart is and where you can find all of our most recent and accurate updates. The best part? The podcast is completely free. To add to the benefits of the podcast, we have decided to send out a monthly podcast newsletter this year. In it, you'll find a recap of what we talked about on the podcast each month with easy links to each episode. You'll also be the first to get notified when we are doing giveaways And you will get priority notifications when we have exclusive discount codes for our listeners. Essentially, by signing up for the newsletter, you're making money and saving time by being a part of the Millennial Mission community. It's that good. You can sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. You won't regret it. Back to the episode. That's so good. That's so good. And um, something I pulled from what you said, because I do think that people make such an idol out of health. And then that's why Christians get a bad taste in their mouth about it because Mm -hmm. it becomes this thing about vanity. But basically what you're saying is we need to make it not even less of an idol, but not an idol at all and Mm -hmm. use it as a tool and a gift from God to um, have it be a catalyst to propel us into what God has put us on the earth to do. So that's so good. I love that. Yeah. And when we talk about finances, we talk about finding your why behind like getting out of debt or getting in control of your your finances. And I think for for me personally, I had a, a switch flipped really in my health space when I really evaluated my why. And I feel like when your why is deeper and more meaningful, it helps whatever this new thing, whether it's getting out of debt or um, addressing health, it helps it to be more sustainable, which is you know a buzzword that everybody likes to talk about. But we'll do these quick fix, these 30-day diets or this six-week diet or this six-week workout program. And it's so much attached to our vanity for guys and girls, you know, the guy's like, I want to get a six pack and the mom's looking at everybody on Instagram and like, I want to look like her. Mm-hmm. And for me, it became more sustainable when my why was attached to God and I, and his, what he wanted for me in that space. And 
<clears throat> also in that same sense, we don't, we invite God into these different spaces. Like it, for Christians, it's easy to invite God into your marriage. It's mm-hmm. easy to, or at least it seems that way. It's easier to invite God into these relationships or these things on a daily basis. And I feel like a lot of Christians don't invite God into that health space. They're like, ah, what's God got to do with this? I'm just going to the gym yeah. or I'm just going to follow, you know, this whole 30 program or whatever it may be. And we don't mm-hmm. invite God in that space, but it, it becomes. We have le- to tie it to something deeper. Yeah. When ourselves. you tie it to, yeah. to your why. And for mm-hmm. me, when I tie it to my purpose and living out my purpose, whether it's to be a good dad or to be uh, good at the job that I'm doing, to be better there, to be a better husband, to have more mm-hmm. energy, to run with my kids as we're getting older, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I tie it to this why that that God wants for me, it becomes more sustainable, more of a long-term thing and less about the mirror or mm-hmm. and less about the the scale. Do you find that that's, that's true, that Christians just don't invite God into that space enough? 110%. Absolutely. And and it's frustrating to me because when people are like, well, it's Spain. And I want to tell ladies like, well, do you highlight your hair? Do you get your nails right. done? Do you wear clothes? Do you have the cutest decor in your house? You're basically working on vanity things there. So right. why is that okay? But as soon as I decide that I actually don't, you know, I want to feel good, which then typically makes, you know, your body doesn't be perfect, but you, you know, you feel all right. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I yeah. tell people, I never lie. I'm like, I have a vanity um, piece to mine. I would, that would be stupid to say that I don't, you know what I mean? But the vanity, I would say the vanity versus the sanity when I was younger, maybe the vanity was a little higher and the sanity was lower as I've gotten older, you know, it's kind of shifted a little bit up. Um, But sanity meaning more in the ability to have a clear mind to do exactly what God has asked me to do. And so I absolutely believe that. Um, Elizabeth Elliott has a quote um, from her book, Discipline, The Glad Surrender. And it says that you can't give your bodies to God or you can't give your life to God and keep your bodies to yourself. Mm. Okay. So we often say we give our life to God. We become a Christian. We're like, God, you can have everything, everything. But then when he asks us to die to ourselves with our bodies, and that can be uh, in the area of health, but it can be sexual you know, impurities, it can be just your mission, you know, like, what does God ask you to move your feet and go do? And but we're like, ah, I gave you my life. But you know, like, you're talking about something different here. Like, you're asking me to like, give up something. Uh, That is the call that he's asking is all of us, every single day. And so I, I encourage women, you know, you have to at least put it out there. You have to say, God, what is it that you want to do with me through and through? Because it matters. And it absolutely matters. And so we have to at least put it out there. And if we're anything in life, if we're resistant and hold it to our chest, but we say, you can have all this and we put the open, the open palm out, but we keep something clutched. And many times it can be our health. We're like, don't mess with that. Don't talk to me about my addiction. I got with that. Um, the thing God's really after is not the open palm. He's like, I know I got that slap, move out of the way. He's <laughs> like, get out of here. I want the stuff that you're clutching to your chest. Yeah. And so oftentimes it is this, and there's a lot that goes into it. And that's why I say, I want to, it's a delicate conversation, especially with women, not that it's not with men, but the area of health has gotten so tricky. I do think we're having better conversations. I think that there are people out there talking to this in a better way um, from a faith-based perspective. And so that yeah. to me is very encouraging um, seeing that, but there's no doubt that that was not <laughs> what it was when I first came to market on this stuff. What are some ways that you invite God into your 
health space, some practical ways that maybe people could, you know, start introducing into their own life? Um, That's an interesting question. You know, this sounds super cheesy, but I, I love to be just a thankful person as soon as I wake up in the morning, a grateful person. A few mornings a week, I go and take an early morning workout class. And on the way, I pray. And I will often just be like, God, thank you for this ability for me to get up and do this. And that is not, I, you know, (laughs) that's real. Like I am thankful for it, even though I'm going to get my rear end kicked. But um, it is something that I do. So I try to be very grateful for my body and the ability for it to work and function um, as it is currently in my life. Um, I often will do walks with worship music. So one of the most underestimated things I tell most people is the beauty of a simple walk. Um, walking is one of the best things that each one of us can do in our days. And I'm not even saying a power walk, but if you can put on some worship music or some prayer time and really clear your mind or nothing, you know, sometimes I'm just out there just in my own thoughts and that's when the Lord is speaking to me. So I would say, um, in that aspect, it's helpful. Clearly just being thankful and aware of the food that we have and what we're putting into our bodies is also important. And then I also think for some of us, um, if you want to take this next level, um, and tie it into mission, and this would be my story, is that some people, uh, their mission is tied to health and fitness, okay? So some people have a bend, and I tell my college students this when I speak with them, like, listen, guys, some of you just love it. Like, you don't know why, but you've just always loved working out, or you love basketball, and you've just always played basketball, and you probably will. My husband's 46, and he still plays on a Tuesday night league. You know, he, <laughs> just, he, he enjoys it. That's his health and his fitness, and it is a community for him. But God is going to use, it's a cheesy phrase, fitness as a witness, meaning, you know, he is going to use your ability to connect with someone. And like I told you, when I first came out 10 years ago, online speaking to this, I was an easy entry point. People are like, yeah, Claire's got a whole, you know, five, you know, workout ab series. I'm in. I'm going to go follow her. Uh, People come to my fitness classes. I've taught fitness classes for uh, 15 or 16 years. And they love my classes, but they love the community. You know, they love the people that are in there. They love the workout. Well, those are all natural entry points for, you know, how that's going to actually, you know, how you can move forward into your mission in life. So I think that that is, that's something to also remember is that God is, can also be using you (laughs) with your love of health and fitness. Maybe you're an awesome nutrition expert and you've got something to talk about. You know, you have local seminars, but in the meantime, you're loving on people and sharing about Jesus eventually. I mean, it is just a natural thing. And so I would encourage people to also look in that way. Yeah. And I think I haven't really put words to this before, but I didn't realize that I even was doing this, but as you were talking, it made me think about it, but I often incorporate have incorporated the whole pray without ceasing. I don't even remember what verse. I'm terrible at verse yeah. references. I remember yeah. verses, but I forget where they're at. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole pray without ceasing thing and incorporating that into every aspect of my life. And a lot of times I'll find myself praying, whether it's when I'm trying to eat healthy or if I'm going to the to the gym, like uh, just saying, you know, God, this, this is for you. This is, uh, make this for you, guide me in this, help this, you know, me to have a good workout or whatever it may be so that I can be my best for you and what you have for me in this life. Mm -hmm. And really just feel like it's optimizing my body so that I can be a better tool for his Mm -hmm. purpose. Um, so before we get to the closing question, I just want to ask you, uh, one more thing. Um, as I was thinking through, God's word about uh, health and fitness, like different verses, you know, kind of flooding to my mind. I find it interesting that God 
compares like the Christian walk with, um, and I don't remember which verse this is. I think it's Paul that wrote this, but how we're running the race. He was comparing it to like Olympic running. I, there another verse where it says, uh, and all, all things that you do, um, whether you be eating or drinking, do it all for the glory of God. And I found it interesting that God would tie those things back to, you know, exercise or eating well. What are some good Bible verses um, or passages that have helped you in the in the health space? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you said that because I'm like, I, there's a verse I want to make sure I share with you guys. But obviously, we talked to First Corinthians six, knowing that our bodies are a temple. Also, knowing that we don't. They're not our own. It also says in that passage that our bodies are not our own. We gave up those rights as soon as we said yes to Jesus. Now he is the one in charge. Therefore, he he rules. He he says he calls the shots. So whatever that looks like in our lives and in our bodies, uh, it's an act of surrender. You know, to be honest with that. Uh, one of my favorite verses is in First um, Thessalonians five, and it's twenty two and twenty three or twenty three and twenty four. It says, "Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely." And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will do it. So what this is saying is that God is sanctifying us, which is making us more like Jesus. And, and what he's going to do, it says that he is going to do this work. He, he's faithful. He is doing it right now. But our whole spirit, soul, and body, I call it a triple threat in basketball. It's a mm-hmm. phrase that people will use. If you're yep. good at, if you got a triple, it's a good thing. You've got a lot of options here. You want that. So it's our spirit, soul, and body, and it's kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't say sound and blameless until you have your first child. It doesn't right. say sound and blameless until you retire. It doesn't say sound and blameless until I just can't anymore. It says until the Lord Jesus comes. And so until you see him or he comes back to you, we have a call there. He is going to help you do that. But it truly is something that we have to consider. And so I think that is great encouragement. Um, another one is in Psalm 127. And it talks about like um, 127 when it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the labors uh, build in vain. And so I often say our bodies are clearly houses and temples. Um, and unless the Lord builds it, it's built in vain. The workers are doing it in vain. And so it's the encouragement for us to say, from which perspective and motivation are we doing this? And we constantly have to check ourselves. We, we do. Even myself, who has been fairly mission-minded in regards to this and stable, um, I still have to check myself and be like, Claire, why do you care so much about the time and what you're doing with this? And is this the way that God would want you to build your physical house here? Right. And we don't want to build it in vain because it, we want something to be um, strong and to last and to have eternal rewards and benefits. That's, <clears throat> that's perfect. I love it. So I, think I just want to add to that. Yeah. Um, I love those verses and I love tying this topic to the Bible and Christianity and our faith, because I, so often you just see people who are like, Oh, I fell off the bandwagon. Oh, I'm going to take the weekend off. I'm going to have a cheat day. And that's just like the idea of health to people. It's diets and exercise, like we've discussed, Mm -hmm. but so much, I feel like the missing key is we, we put it so much on ourselves 
And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, well, that's not, that's just not enough. That's why this isn't sticking. But if we have it tied to something deeper, to Mm -hmm. our mission, to our purpose, to the fact that God gave us these bodies, these working temples to use for him, if we shift our thinking and tie it to the fact that that is why we're here. And Mm -hmm. if we don't, um, if we don't like nourish this gift, tend to this gift of health, then we're not going to be able to live out our purpose. When we shift our thinking to to do it like that, it is so much easier to say, not stick to a diet, but stick to a healthy lifestyle and to honor our bodies and to honor the way that we eat. So I think that's so important. I love those verses. All right. So speaking to millennials in the in the health space. Mm. Um, what is one thing that you think millennials are doing well? in the health space and and one thing you think that they could improve on? Well, I think um, it actually goes, whether it's in the health space or overall, I would just say it's a marker of millennials. And I think it in it uh, in both ways, it crosses over. I think millennials are excellent at um, connection and conversation much differently than um, my generation, which by the way, I am almost, I am like a year or two off of millennial. (laughs) I have a birthday coming up this week, but I mean, I'm over 40. Happy (laughs) (laughs) pre-birthday. But um, I think connection is huge. Look at what social media and Mm -hmm. the uh, smartphone has done for that generation and how we've connected and the conversations that people are having that we just didn't have, you know what I mean? Growing up because we didn't have the ability or the knowledge. I mean, there's so much knowledge now that we have access to and millennials are just amazing at that ability of of connecting people and talking about things and the communities that they have either online or offline. Honestly, I think that they are remarkable at. That's awesome. And what is one thing that you think they can do better? I think, okay. So I think it's commitment. I think it's, it's the ability to like, like just because my parents have a house like this and I want it now, like there's a little (laughs) bit of work that comes to that. Right. (laughs) You're wanting, you're looking ahead at what other people have got career wise, money wise, but you want it now when these people have worked forever and had a lot of discipline to get there and a lot of other decisions in that aspect. And so I think there is a commitment factor that struggles a bit in millennials and a, you know, Hey, that could be from relationships and marriages to do they stay with a career or not? I mean, people just don't have a long careers, you know, that people in my generation and us did um, or, you know, whatever that looks like. So I, I would say the challenge becomes like, what's it look like to see it through, uh, see it to the end until God calls you to, until he calls you to the next thing. Um, not saying that you have to say something forever, but to not just be so easily like bing, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bing on things. right. Like I'm not seeing results, so I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, I'm over this church. Done. Bye. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I keep hearing the word patience more in mm-hmm. a lot of podcasts and on like Instagram and things, and I think that that is needed for the millennial generation because we've always heard the grind it out, work hard, grind it out, work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a patience factor and not patience as in just things are going to happen to you naturally, but put in the hard work, grind it out and then have patience because it's mm-hmm. all not good. And it just happened overnight. Yeah. Good. Perfect. So, well, 
Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, thank you so much for coming on today. We seriously, we love what you're doing. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that we stumbled upon Mission View when we moved mm-hmm. back and we were able to meet you and get to know you more and just your heart for younger generations and just your heart for God is so inspirational and um, we appreciate you. So where can people find you and uh, just tell us that? Yeah. So my website, which I'm not doing a ton with, but it's a good starting point. If you ever need anything, it's clairesmith.me, C-L-A-R-E, smith.me. I'm really most active on Instagram, Claire Smith Official. I do have a Facebook like page too. For those of you (laughs) (laughs) non-millennials on Facebook, I know you guys aren't on there. No, you are. Um, They just don't tell anybody they are. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's smart. That's good. So I would say Instagram for the most part is uh, where you can find me or pop on my website. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're very grateful for you coming on Uh, again. We loved our first conversation. loved this conversation. Um, and one thing before we go to, I just got to give Beth a shout out here and give my wife a little whoop whoop because she is literally doing, we're recording this podcast and we just had her baby four days ago and she's been a trooper. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, after this conversation, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go rest now and not feel bad about it because that's That's the season I'm in. I give you permission for that. You're a rock star. Thank you. Awesome. All right, guys. Cue the outro. Thank you all so much for listening today. Our listeners mean the world to us and are what make this podcast possible. As you know, our episodes come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss when a new one releases. Also, if you leave us a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to us. Be sure to check the show notes for any other links mentioned today. Talk to you all soon.